When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, everybody? This is Catfish on Ice, episode 176 tonight. Take care, everybody. How we doing? Ready to go here, talking about the trade deadline, recap, talking about Fred's and Canucks coming up later tonight. How are you Soon. guys doing tonight? Soon. Canucks, Preds, 10.30. Late night game, boys. Yeah, Late we night need game. caffeine. Mm-hmm. We need caffeine for this one, guys. I don't know if I can make it that whole time. That's late, boys. Yeah, well, we're, gonna, we're going to at least talk about the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we're going to talk about, really, the trade deadline recap here. Because a lot has happened in the past couple weeks. A lot of players have gone out. We've actually brought some players in. I really want to talk about Tyson Berry. I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. A lot of people are not talking about Tyson Berry. They think he's going to be a big uh, piece that's just flipped at next year's trade deadline, which could very well be the case. But in the short term, I feel really good about Tyson Berry. You know, I went down to, uh, a lot of you guys know, I went down to Sunrise, Florida, made the four-hour drive down to Sunrise, Florida to knock a uh, NHL arena off my list that I hadn't been to yet. And uh, first of all, I do not recommend that drive at all. It is uh, not fun. A lot of construction. Um, a lot of me questioning my loyalty to this team. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I making this drive down to see the Predators? But you know what? It was worth it because the, the boys played well. It was a great game. A lot of Predators fans down down there. Uh, right outside of Fort Lauderdale, right on the edge of the Everglades National Forest. So uh, right outside of Miami. It's a really pretty part of Florida. But if you're driving there, you better really be loyal to the team you're driving to because it is a trek, guys. The arena looked a little empty. It actually filled up. So the lower bowl did, okay. did fill up. So I got a funny story about, about this whole situation. So I got I got my seats off a third-party seller, SeatGeek, uh, like StubHub and all those. Yep. And bought a single ticket, went down there by myself and everything. And uh, lower bowl ticket, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, how cheap my ticket was to sit lower bowl. Get there about an hour before puck drop, you know, going to the arena, I'm checking it out or whatever. And uh, they, I, I don't know how many NHL arenas do this. Some other people can come on, comment on this that are watching. But if you get there early enough, it doesn't matter if you have an upper bowl ticket, lower bowl, it doesn't matter where your ticket's at. You can go right on the glass, watch the guys warm up, everything. Oh, cool. Get right up on the boards. <clears throat> there were at least... 50, 60 Preds fans in warm-ups before the official warm-ups. I'm talking 
before the players go to the locker room and stuff cheering on they had their signs out they were there was a great representation of preds fans at this game so that was really that was really cool to see and you know that was tyson berry's preds debut against the panthers at this game and in warm-ups you know did you guys see the really awkward video that was shared where he was introducing himself to the team in the like they oh, were having yeah. a pregame meal. Yeah, we did. What did that you guys think about that? What oh did you gosh. guys think about that? That was I hysterical. Felt, I felt bad for the dude, man. I was like, you know, the only like, one that what really looked friendly was uh Phil. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. He like hugged him and stuff, but the other guys are like, I'm Alex, I'm yeah. Yakov. Nice to meet you. I'm like, boys, the trade deadline's over. You're good now. You don't have to worry anymore. Yeah, it's like you don't have to freak out anymore about this. It's okay. Yeah. Welcome the new guy. He's he might yeah, be a little was, bit of an upgrade. It was a little strange for real. Like it, it and it's just a short video, so who knows? It, it just it, it was it was definitely felt awkward or whatever. Uh cuz you know, everyone misses that home and it was so quick and then you heard the news about is his hockey gear going to arrive on time? Mm-hmm. You heard everything about that. Yeah. Uh, just a really weird situation all the way around. And then, you know, the Preds had already acquired Calfoot. So you're wondering, how are they going to fit in all these new defensemen, these two new defensemen? Eckholm's out now. They bring Tyson Berry in. How does he fit for this long-term future for the team? We're going to try to unpack that. We're going to see what his impact is in tonight's game against the Canucks because, guys, in the last win over the Blackhawks, I got to tell you, Tyson Berry was buzzing on that power play. Did you guys notice? Mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle, what did you see on that? I mean, he just – he's done – he did what he's always done, just not in an oil jersey. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's always been a great power play defenseman. His biggest, I guess, faux pas would be he's not exactly the most defensive defenseman there is out there. But as far as a puck handling defenseman – can't really complain about anything he does. He he's excellent in that role, um, which is good for Nashville because they have a lot of good defensive defensemen. So having another puck moving defenseman isn't a bad thing. An offensive defenseman who's not quite fully a defenseman, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little no, bit yeah. of an upgrade. No, yeah, I, I totally agree with that for sure. I do. And, you know, it's one of those things where he could definitely be part of a longer-term plan. The front office is with Barry Trotz and uh, new GM, and obviously David Poyle is still consulting in that role. They probably have a broader picture, but in the short term, here here's my two X factors, guys, for this push to the playoffs, the path to the playoffs that we're going to unpack a little bit later in this episode here. There's two There's two X factors for me. One is the one that's always existed with this team, and that is goaltending. Look at mm-hmm. what Kevin Lankinen did in that at that game that I was at in Florida in person. Look at what Kevin Lankinen did. And a lot mm. of people were – that was not on a back-to-back, everybody. This, this team – is wanting to make a point of the matter that they want Soros to get some rest 
and they're thinking about the long-term future. That was the night before the trade deadline. So a yep. lot of people were already like ringing the alarm bells thinking night before the trade deadline, they're benching sorrows for Lincoln in. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were drawing the conclusions very quickly that night going into that game. Turns yep. out they just want Soros to get some rest and they have a lot of confidence in Lincoln in, and he delivered that night. He sure did. And he um, has been well rewarded for his efforts, which we'll talk uh, about as well. The lines have just came out, and they're kind of interesting for tonight's oh, share, game. Share them with us. First of all, before you share them, Kyle, this is a very rare moment on Catfish and Ice. Normally, we are reacting post-game, but this is a very late Free puck game. drop. And all three of us are in the Eastern time zone. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners and live viewers right now on YouTube and Twitter. First of all, thank you all so much for watching live right now with us. You're probably in the central time zone if you're a Predators fan. If not, either way, we are in the Eastern time zone. This is a super late start. We're not going to make it all the way to the end of the game. We're definitely going to react to the beginning of it. We're going to talk about how we feel about it. So with that said, Kyle, with this rare moment on an episode of Catfish and Ice, what are the lines looking like tonight? I haven't even seen them. So Emma Lingen just posted it. If you don't know who Emma is, she is the Preds uh, beat reporter for the Preds. She's awesome. Follow her. She'll mm-hmm. reply back if you have questions. Anyways, um, the top line, Matt Duchesne, Tommy Novak, Luke Evangelista. Ooh, I love it. I like it. Yep. Second line, Asplund, Glass, and Leonard. Third line, Trennan, Sissons, and Cole Smith. That's the new hard line. That's the new hard line. I mean, it really is. That's then you have it. Jankowski, McCarron, and Sherwood on Called the McCarron fourth line. Today. Yep. Yeah, uh, Tomasino's day-to-day with uh, uh, upper body, I believe. Then you have yep. Yossi Fabro and McDonough Barry. And like I just said, you have him with a very defensive defenseman. That's a great pairing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then lasagna. And <laughs> lasagna. Lozenge. <laughs> Wait a minute. I love that you just said lasagna because that's what Tyson Berry said in his uh, Preds uh, yep. interview. That was an awesome interview that the uh, yes, Preds social media team did. And he, they like caught him up like – First of all, I'm liking Tyson Berry more and more the more yeah, I hear I'm from him. Right. I miss Eki. I miss Eki so much. But Tyson Berry, this dude is mm-hmm. is, is a character. He's got a uh, Volkswagen van named Pickle. Is that what I yep. heard right? I saw yes. that. Is that true? They asked him what states bordered Tennessee. He said Oklahoma, he said, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> so Tyson, Tyson, I, I'm I'm not the best at geography either, so I don't blame you on this. But you forgot about that state called Arkansas that's between Oklahoma and Tennessee. But other than that, man, you came really close. And I got to give you an A for effort. You just forgot about Arkansas, man. It's okay. We all forget about Arkansas. He's been living in Canada. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, he's like, uh, Lazan's on a pair with Cal Foote, who's also playing tonight, and Saros and Gold. We got some great names on this team, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, Foote. Foot is a great name. Fabro is a great name. I mean, come on now. Fute. No. Uh, <laughs> Fute and lasagna. Fute and lasagna. You can make that uh, sound really exotic. 
Obviously, like no. a new dish at a fine dining restaurant. Fute. Try the try the fute lasagna on special tonight. The foot lasagna, with, gross. With, with the yeah. with, with the <laughs> with a glass of our finest Pinot Noir. Our finest glass of oh, never mind. That's gross. All right, never mind. Um, fute fute no, lasagna. No, no Carrier. Everybody knows that. Yeah, broken yeah. collarbone. He got, he got broken again. With a shot to the collarbone by the puck that looked pretty ugly. McDonough got hit in the face. Yeah, he had a heck of a shiner. No, that dude He's got a man, shiner on him. His face is like a magnet for pucks because he got hit the other night, too, I think. Or got he, he got a metal skate. plate in it at the beginning of the season. Oh man. This ugly. guy, Ryan McDonough stays blocking shots. He doesn't care. He'll put his body yep. out there. But it's not just McDonough. That's kind of this entire team is taking on this mentality. That's why the Fords ships. do it. The Fords do it. No one is is a, is below doing it. They all do it. And that's something you can really respect about this team. And the fact that it's a younger team that's still taking on that mentality is pretty awesome to see. So we're getting ready here. Preds versus the Canucks. This is episode 176 of Catfish on Ice. I updated it up top. I had 175 I, still up there. I was a little confused for a second, but I'm good. Got, hey, hey, everybody. When you get this high up in the episodes, you start forgetting what episode you're on. I'll be totally honest. Coming up like, on a big milestone, boys. Yeah, we're... It, if we can make it there, we'll make it to 200. We'll see where the we'll see. That'll be after the off season if my math is correct and the calendar is no, correct. So. But either way, either yes. way, let's let let's let's unpack this matchup with the Canucks guys. First of all, what are your overall feelings coming out of the win over the Blackhawks? It was very. Uh, it's one of those games where it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't very pretty. But you're t- it, it was it was kind of a matchup of two teams playing a lot of their AHL pr- players who are the future. So it was a it was it was a battle of AHL players playing each other. Uh, of course, Saros is in that. Um, what did you guys take away from that game? First off, Florida wasn't playing any of their AHL players, were they? <laughs> Exactly. That was a great. Hey guys, that was a good game. Okay. Well, if we want to go all the way, first of all, if we before we unpack the Chicago game, because we haven't done an episode since the Florida game either, so we have two games to really talk about here. The Florida game, Preds are very lucky to get out of that game alive. the The Panthers were all over that zone. They were. First of all, shout out to the Florida Panthers fans. Very classy fan base. The lower bowl definitely packed in. They were very knowledgeable. They were very welcoming. I, I actually got lucky enough to sit next to some Predators fans who were oh, from cool. the town I from the town that I grew up in and went to high school high school in. Like, how crazy is that wow. for that to happen? Small yeah. World. So I talked. I chatted with Preds fan fellow Preds fans throughout the entire game, which was fun. But I, I was sitting oh, plenty of Panthers fans. They just have fun. Like they're they're. It's not. It's nothing like a Bridgestone Arena atmosphere. Nothing like it. There were even Panthers fans I was talking to who had been to Preds games before in Nashville, and they were even admitting they were like, "Yeah, this is nothing like Bridgestone Arena." That's so. Weird. It's They're not cool. the same at it's not the same atmosphere, but I got to give a shout out to their fans. They were very accommodating, very welcoming, very cool. So uh, that's awesome. I'm cool glad you base. had a good time. As, anyway. as as for the game itself, the Predators had no business winning that game. They did the not. Panthers. 
Their timing was off a lot of times when they were in the zone trying to score. Lankanen was obviously uh, outstanding. There were some block shots. The Preds blocked a lot of shots. I'll have to go back and look it up, but I remember it being an insane number of shots that the Preds blocked in that game. Yeah, I'll go, I'll back, go back and find it here. But it was one of those games, 28 block shots for the Preds in that game. Mm-hmm. 28 blocks. Yeah. So it was one of those games where you're, you're very fortunate to get out of that game with the win. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks game lulled you to sleep. It lulled me to sleep at least. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I did notice one good thing um, with with the changing of the guard, so to speak, with with the direction they're going in. The Predators uh, seem to be skating a little faster. They're playing a little more fast-paced game. I don't know if you guys notice that or not. It seems like um, the youngsters are, ta- are uh, using their youth and speed to their advantage, which is good. Um, I like that. I mean, they're still going to make mistakes, and they did make some mistakes, but – um, you know, it, it's kind of good to go back to that faster game, and I kind of enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. I I couldn't agree more with Rich. It, and just being seeing them go up and down the ice mm-hmm. and actually make hockey plays. <laughs> hockey plays. They they weren't chasing. They were driving. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing. We've watched well. a whole lot of chasing and watching over the years, so it was nice to yeah. see. It is, it is good to see. Um, you can tell that some of the guys playing together played together in Milwaukee. Um, you can yeah. tell they have a little bit of chemistry, which is good. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I think they said it on the broadcast, like when they got rid of Ekholm on the on – the, uh, Chris Mason said it, they're, they're playing with house money. There's no expectations now. Um, they can just ha- let it all hang out and just play their game. They don't have to worry about much of anything, really. Um, it would be nice to make the playoffs, but if they don't, you know, hey, I mean, they're, you, they're, they're retooling. So <laughs> They're definitely playing a more loose and free game right yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, nobody can really say much about them anyway at the moment because look who all they're missing, Yeah, even oh, without yeah. the trade deadline. You're missing Philip Forsberg, uh, Phil Tomasino. You're missing uh, Yuso Parsonen. You're missing Carrier. uh, Ryan Johansson. Ryan Johansson. You're missing dang near a whole team. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, good Lord. Yeah, that's a good point, Kyle. Yeah, if you think about it, just not not even including. So, first of all, the four players they traded away, Tanner Janot, Mikael Granlin, you know, these guys, Matias Ekholm, these these guys, Nino Niederreiter, these guys were crucial parts of the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. All four of them. So yep. my thing was, what is the penalty kill going to look like with these four guys no longer on the team? And you're seeing Kiefer Sher- Sherwood out there. You're seeing Mark Jankowski out there. You're seeing these blue-collar guys getting elevated minutes, getting more playing time. Then you see Luke Evangelista getting called up. I like that kid. Just really Luke cool stuff. Luke is going to be yeah. something special. He, he, guys, he is so outsized out there. It's not even funny how outsized he is, but he does not shy away from it. Mm-hmm. As long as he can stay focused and stay confident and continue to use the, these games here to grow his game for the future, 
He'll be fine. He's got the skills. You can see it. It's so obvious when you see him play. He's yep. got the speed. He's got the vision. He's got the putt skills. He's going to have to work on his size a little bit because he's just undersized right now. So he's got to he's got to translate in these early mm-hmm. games like a lot of players who get called up to the NHL, especially early, way earlier than they expected to be called up. It's it, there's going to be a transition period here. Did you hear what he said about the uh, the hit on Malkin and what Trotz had told him before the game? I didn't game? hear what Trotz said. I did not hear that. No, he told him don't let him. Um, think you're afraid of him. Yep. Um, and he said, I just thought about Trotsy whenever I made that hit. And boy, it was a good one too. Let's share some one. comments, guys. We got some comments coming up here. <coughs> what do we got here? Well, let's let's check on these. A lot of comments coming. I couldn't find chat on TV at the Panthers game. I couldn't either. Well, I was got- trying to find you too. Guys, I was about 12 rows up, lower bowl. Um, I was on the side that the Preds were attacking for periods one and three. I don't know what angle the TV was. was. I don't know if you guys can remember, but I was. I got I got to see the Preds attack for the first and third period. Oh, so, so you were on cool. the shoot twice side. Shoot yes. Twice. That's good. Uh, very good seats. Very, very amazing seats. Um, and, and how much were they? I got them on SeatGeek for like twenty-eight bucks after taxes. I think they were thirty-nine dollars. That's funny. It's it's de- so depressing. Yeah. Now it was it was, was sixteen dollars for a beer. It was um, it was fifteen dollars for the worst chicken quesadilla I ever ate in my life. But you know, you know, you deal with that. Oh yeah, here's another thing. That's every. I'm not disparaging the Florida Panthers arena. Like that's every hockey arena or every sporting arena for that matter. But um, I do got to say something else. If you do go to a Panthers game, do not pay the $35 to park at the arena. There's a big old shopping mall right across oh. the street that you could park at for free. I'm not letting the cat out of the bag here. Cause everybody does it. I was scared to death. I was going to get towed and I'm asking oh, all these people. I'm asking all these pan- – it's really confusing to find the arena. It's nothing like Nashville where there's all this stuff around it. You just walk around. No, this this arena is like tucked away on the hmm. edge of the Everglades National Nature Preserve. Like it's it's nothing like you would expect. It's not in the middle of some sprawling city or anything. But no, um, I've heard it was uh, like out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I mean, it's not in the middle of nowhere. There's like stuff around it, but it's just nothing. It's not like walkable. You're not going to like bar hop afterwards or go to restaurants and walk around. It's nothing like that. But um, which might be why their attendance is not so great. But uh, yeah, you park at a big old shopping mall basically and you walk, you make like a 20 minute walk uh, across the street into the uh, complex that has the arena. So yeah, that's cool. Kind of weird. Hmm. Kind of weird. <laughs> I'm just anyway. glad that my car. I'm just glad my car was still there when I left the game because I was that like thinking how I was thinking how am I going to get back to St. Petersburg if my car is towed after this? That would be. You might have had to show some leg. Well, guys, I have a big. I have a big old Preds decal in the back of my window on my car, so I was sticking out like a sore thumb. If you'd have been and, in any other place, they'd have busted your glass out. If you were in Chicago, the yeah, thing right. would have been sitting on the brake calipers or yep. the roof. And the window and, would have busted out. 
Luckily, Panthers fans don't really care too much about Predators fans. It's not really a rivalry, so I think I was safe. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. were a lot of Preds fans. Like I said earlier, there were. There was a That's lot cool. of Preds fans. Guys, I got to adjust my TV here because this game is about to start. We're going to yeah. at least do – we're going to do live game reaction to open this game. That's, That's why I'm plopped up here in the living room on the couch because I gotta you, have a you, bir- I gotta I gotta have a bird's eye view of this game as we're doing this episode. You do you do that and we'll do some hellos to people. So yeah, there you Lindsay, go. Lindsay's here. We said hello to her. Hello, Lindsay. Lindsay also says congrats to Kyle. Back to back wins on the for the fantasy hockey. Um, I came in fourth, so uh, CJ wound up beating me out for third place. So. Um, Johnny's here. Predemption. Sorry, I'm late. No worries at all. Who else we have? Mike Twitter's in here. We were talking about uh, nicknames for uh, Jeremy Lazan, and I remember Tyson Berry saying this one, Garfield. Uh, yes. Lasagna. That's pretty good. Um, what else? What else everybody up to? Um, that, that should catch us up. So, Yeah. There you go. So I, I gotta, we we gotta address this. So Catfish and Ice Fantasy Hockey League is officially done for a second season, and we have a two-time back-to-back champion to open this league. I'm I'm instantly thinking, didn't the Green Bay Packers win the first two Super Bowls? So you're basically the Green Bay Packers of the of the. Uh, Way to bring me down, Pack- Chad. Way to bring oh wait, you're a you're a Bears fan. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Bears, the Bears. Yeah, what a kick in the shin, right? I see how it is, guy. <laughs> he, yeah, Kyle <laughs> Perkins is totally the Green Bay Packers of the Catfish and Ice Fantasy Hockey League. He has won the first two championships. He is the dynasty that we all have to dethrone. Let me tell you. So I knew it was the championship. I knew going into Sunday, you can only pick up four players. Yep. Throughout the week, four players, and then you're done. So going into Sunday, I was within 20 points of you, Kyle. I was like right there. I felt like all yep. I needed, I needed Andre Vasilevsky, who started on Sunday, to have, <laughs> hey, you quit that laughing, Rich. That didn't happen. <laughs> I, I needed Andre Vasilevsky to have himself a really good game against the Hurricanes, which was a tall order that the Lightning have been wet the they've been wet in the bed bad lately i don't know what's wrong with them people are freaking out down here in my neck of the woods over that but um i'm sure rich loves that yeah, but um so he got me like one point so that screwed me bad but even before that happened i went and picked up jake allen i went and looked on the waiver wire i had one player i could pick up and I looked and saw who which goalies were starting on Sunday. This was like my Hail Mary half-court <laughs> shot. And I went with Jake Allen because, hey, you're scraping at the bottom of the barrel at this point for goalies. I go with Jake Allen of the Canadians. I think they were playing the Vegas Gold Knights. And, yeah, Ooh. he didn't do anything for He didn't do anything for me either. So, Kyle Perkins, congratulations. You were the yep. two-time champ. Thank you, thank you. Good on you, sir. Remind everyone who was on your team. Who were your breadwinners? Who won it for you? Mika Zabinajad. I had Shesterkin and Hellebuck. Roman Yossi. Um, Bur- uh, Burnsy from Carolina. 
Mm. Oh, that worked out. Uh, Rust from Pittsburgh. Uh, Kevin Fiala. Uh, I traded off a few guys, or I didn't trade off. I dropped a couple of guys there at the very end. Yep. But those guys were the main ones. Um, kind of lived and died off of Mika. He he was kind of the for sure lockdown. Uh, Larkin had Larkin from Detroit. Yeah. It was a very blue collar team, but they just produced every week. So I'm very was, very consistent point scoring. I was doing really good until the trade deadline popped up, and they sat. Uh, I had Timo Meyer, so he that sat screwed out me over too, time. though, Rich. And then I had Patrick Kane, and he set out for a long time. And then Taylor Hall got hurt. Uh, and then Rosmus uh, Dahlin got hurt. I had him. Um, yeah, and then I had Jack Campbell, and he he pretty much sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I got uh, kind of messed over at the trade deadline, but um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, Eric Carlson saved my ass all season. He, mm-hmm. he was – he was on my team. He was my bell cow all year. Got me so many points. I lived yep. and died by Andre Vasilevsky. He he giveth and he taketh. He he, he got he took he got me so many points. He definitely tooketh the last game. <clears throat> Another sure. late season pickup that I think helped me at least get to the championship was definitely Michael Bunting of, of the mm-hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs. I could not believe he was on the waiver wire when I picked him up at the time and I needed a left winger. So he he yep. really got me to where I got. I had Matthew to Chuck all year. He he got me a, a ton of points. But overall, kind of deserved it. Yep. It was a lot of fun. All right, as we're about to talk about this game with the Canucks, guys, what are your overall thoughts about this? I'll give you mine first. You know, we always talk about trap game. It's a soft part of the schedule and whatnot. The Predators just played the Canucks not that long ago and beat them. Uh, You're looking at the playoff picture right now. There's six points behind a wild card spot. You got Colorado and Winnipeg trading that third place position right now on – tiebreakers and point Mm -hmm. differential. So, you know, whether it's Colorado, Winnipeg, it really doesn't matter. You're basically six points out of a wild card spot right now. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility here, guys, but you got to obviously win games like we're up against tonight against a Canucks team that is clearly packed it in. And they're, they're totally, they're, they're not on that, fence like we are right now the the Canucks mm-hmm. are what they are they are what they are yeah the Predators aren't that we don't know what the Predators are we know that they're sellers but they're still in that playoff window it's so frustrating for a lot of people like I get that but the playoffs are still there they're still mm-hmm. realistically within reach mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean <clears throat> obviously if they want to have any shot they have to beat these you know, the Canucks and the the Coyotes, which, you know, but there, there's always that possibility that you're not going to beat them and it, it could happen, but they, they seem to be playing really well. So um, I think anything's possible. It's going to be a little bit of a tall order once you get toward the, the end of the season and the end of this month, really, there's a lot of good teams are playing. So 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think if they make it to the playoffs with what all happened, I think it's just going to be extra uh, icing on the cake for them with with all the, the, the movement that we've had. So, so have you ever seen the meme that's uh, Ken Jong from The Hangover? And he's in a sombrero in front of a blackboard, like lean back with a like a bottle of tequila or something, yep. saying I'll allow it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that is basically my feeling to whatever the Preds do the rest of the season. For sure. Hold up. If if so they I'm can wa- go ahead. I'm watching I'm watching the Bally Sports broadcast right now. They do great work. I'm we're watching along with all of our viewers tonight. So this is kind of like a mini watch along. We're not going to be here till the end of the game. Sorry, because we're in Eastern time zone and we got full-time jobs here, everybody. But we're going to stick around for as long as we can through this episode. But we're watching the Valley Sports broadcast right now with Willie Donick and Chris Mason. They do great work. They just shared a crazy stat that I did not realize. The Predators, I want you guys to be honest, just tell me if you knew this or not. The Predators have the best power play in the NHL since February 18th. Yeah, I saw them post that. And it's... Really? Uh, I mean, it's a short sample size, so let's let's keep it in perspective here. But that's that's not bad. It's a month without without Phil Forsberg and without Yuso Parsonen in the mix for a good chunk of that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I did not know that. That's that is impressive to keep that up for a month. It has looked better lately. It's Mm -hmm. it's definitely looked better for sure. All right, so we got the Canucks coming up here. The Canucks are always they're they're one of those teams. They got some guys who can score mm-hmm. though. That's what scares me about the Canucks. So you can't take them lightly. I I put them a peg ahead of the Blackhawks in terms of the NHL's worst teams out there. They're not as bad as the as the Blackhawks are. So you're going to have to bring a much better game than what you did against the Blackhawks. I felt like they slept walk a little bit. They were not. Their timing was off against the Blackhawks. And luckily, they had better players than the Blackhawks. Simply, simply as put, you got Roman Yossi out there. You got you got better players in that game, and, and the talent overtook what the Blackhawks have. But mm-hmm. it wasn't their best performance. It was it was it was not. They just managed to win reg- regardless of that. This game, it's going to take a little bit more. And we remember the last time they played the Canucks, that game got dicey. It did late, wasn't it? It was a it went to a shootout, didn't it? Yeah, they gave up a late so. lead. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember now. Um, yeah, I mean, if they want to have any chance of advancing, yeah, I mean, they just gotta put you know their best effort forward. I mean, there's nothing else they can do. Just play. You got the you got the players you got, and you gotta you gotta make it work. And just uh, you you need these so points against against these teams. The pr- the Predators are going up against a very young goaltender tonight. I don't know a lot about him. I know, Kyle, that you follow the prospects a lot. Maybe you know a little bit about him. Arturs uh, Salovs. I he's do only, not know anything about him. I'm he's sorry. only got he, no, I don't <laughs> I don't either know. He's only got four career games. I probably botched his name. I'm sorry, Arturs Salovs. Uh only 21 years old. Four games in his NHL career, which have all come this season. Uh, let's see. He made 32 saves against Boston on February 25th. 
which is pretty impressive against that Boston team. He, he's got wins over St. Louis and Philly. Three of his four NHL games, he only gave up two goals. So, I'm just saying. And the you know, Predators know how to, the Predators know how to make – yeah, I think Rich is about to say it. Go ahead and finish it. <laughs> I was going to say, they, they absolutely do not do well against uh, unproven goaltenders. <laughs> they know how to six, mess that up. Six, Sixth-round pick by Vancouver in 2019, 156 overall. So we'll see. We're gonna get to, we're gonna get to know a new goaltender tonight. So that'll be interesting to watch for sure. And if you're looking over the uh, if you're looking over the Canucks lineup here, they still got Brock Besser. Brock Besser was all over the trade speculation. He was even being linked to the Predators to some degree, mm-hmm. but they still got Brock Besser, who's having a pretty bad year. That's why he was being shopped to begin with. So they got Brock Besser out there. They've got, they've got Pedersen. some guys. Pedersen is one of the most lethal scores out there, even on a really, even on a really bad Canucks team. Elias Pedersen has 78 points on the season. So yeah. probably their best player. Quinn Hughes is a decent player for sure. He's not bad. So he's got Quinn Hughes has 54 assists on the season, guys. Uh, Anthony Bavillier. <clears throat> what a ratio that is for Quinn Hughes. Five goals, 54 assists. That's crazy. Crazy. They've got some, they've got some offensive playmakers. So you don't want to turn this into a game where you got to get into a uh, track meet with yeah. a team like the Canucks because they can score. That they're they're as bad as they are in the standings. They're one of the biggest disappointments in the league. Mm-hmm. And don't they're, they're they're still a team that scares me. Don't leave Soros hung out to dry. Well, that's a given. <laughs> Stop but, doing that. But very true. We don't like that. Very very true. They they've essentially just what's going on with Thatcher Demko guys? Have you guys heard about what's going on with him? And they just just have they just decided that this season's a lost cause and they're just benching him? It looks like it. If they're starting uh, that guy you said, who I can't pronounce his name, <laughs> that guy you said, <laughs> the disrespect. Okay, wait a minute. I'm no, sorry. Right. No, Demko played March fourth, so they haven't just shelved Arthur Silovs. No, all right. So yeah, Demko. So Demko played March fourth. So he he's back in the mix now. So the Predators are just lucky that they're not having to face him tonight. Yeah, they've got four goaltenders. It's crazy. Demko made thirty-seven saves in a win over Toronto on March the fourth. Mm. So the Predators are pretty lucky that they're not facing Thatcher Demko tonight. If I must say, yeah. He's a big old boy. All right, so the game is underway. We're in the first couple minutes of regulation. Preds and Canucks. Preds are having they have the late night game here tonight. We will stay up as long as we can as we give you episode 176 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. Brought to you by DraftKings promo code THPN. Follow us on Twitter at Catfish Ice and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can see it right below there. 
We appreciate that. We got some more comments rolling in as the game is underway. And for everyone who's watching live right now on YouTube and Twitter, comment on the game. Tell us what you're seeing right now. Tell us what is standing out. This is what we love to do during these live game reaction episodes is we love to hear the viewers and the listeners tell us what they're seeing in the game as it's happening right now. So we will continue to follow those comments for sure. As we get into episode 176 <clears throat> of Catfish on Ice, let's break down in our opening face-off the trade deadline recap, guys. I want to go to to Rich first. We know all the trades they made. We we the dust has settled. I want to get your overall thoughts, Rich, and then we'll go to Kyle on the same question. Do you feel like this team accomplished their overall objective of resetting as David Poyle calls it. I, I really feel that they did. I think they did a good job. Um, as much as we hate to see some of our favorite guys leave, um, obviously at home, that one hurts. He's been with them forever for his whole career. And um, Nino Niederreiter, I was really hoping that would work out because I really liked him. But um, you got to do what you got to do. And I think they they did something they haven't had to do for a really long time. And it, it actually seems like it's energizing the fan base. Everybody seems excited uh, with, with uh, what's going on and, the, and the, the future. And we get to see these young, young guys play, which is something else everybody wanted. Um, I don't want to see them. Uh, there, there will be no tanking for sure. These guys are going to put their uh, every effort into winning these games as they should. And um yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it looks really good. I, I like what, where the direction they're going. And, um, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I, I hate to see them lose games, which they're probably going to, but, um, you know, down the road it'll be for the better. So, Yeah. It was so weird seeing Matias Ekholm oh, no, right? in a Oilers jersey. Uh, Kyle, are you muted, man? While he's fixing that, did you see uh, <clears throat> Tanner Janot knock that dude out in his first game? I did. did that was pretty did you see awesome. That highlight. Yeah. Holy. Yeah, that was. Holy. Yeah. He he's, he's introducing he, he he is introducing himself to the Tampa Bay Lightning fan base for sure. Ooh. So, Rich, I got to ask you. I know you can't stand the Tampa Bay Lightning, but do you like them a little bit more at least now that they have Tanner Janot? Just a like little Vic bit. I like Just Victor Hedman. Okay. Oh wait. <laughs> All right, so the Predators just gave up a really, really juicy chance, but they blocked the shot. This game is going – there's a lot of open ice in this game right now early on. We're only four minutes into the game. And the Canucks are out here buzzing. The Canucks aren't going to lay down. That's something that I have said earlier today. You know, in the NHL, teams don't just lay down just because they're way out of it and they have nothing to play for in the standings like you might say the Canucks are. NHL players are very, very stubborn. They're not going to lay down. They don't care where they're at in the standings. They want to win. So you got a team like the Canucks who got some players. Mm -hmm. And just like that, Elias Peterson, just as I'm saying that, Elias Peterson puts the Canucks up. That was a snipe. That was a good goal. Uh, Can you hear me now? Yep. We can hear you now. Uh, let's break. Let's let's. All right, I gotta see this replay. Where was the breakdown here? 
I'm watching on my pocket screens. I can't see it real well. Uh, that's just a that's a product of getting beaten down the ice, and a product of the dude that's got a very fast shot. Wait a minute did that cro- did that cross the yellow line or the red? Yeah, it did. Wow, what a snipe! Yeah. It looked like, it almost good. looked like it. It almost looked like it dinged off the Wait. crossbar. Oh, it did, didn't it? It, it barely crossed. Yep. That yep. was quick, though. Yep. That dude has a wicked shot, man. Very fast. It He's seems elite. like, you know, they're not going to even, yeah, they're not going to even challenge that. That's, that's, but it was, it happened so fast in real time. The Predators actually started skating back up the ice thinking it hit the crossbar. Yeah. Definitely a defensive breakdown in the neutral zone there. And right. you can't do well, that. And we oh, said it before the I opening can't. putt drop. Before the opening putt drop, we, we literally said that. We said that the Canucks have some players who can burn you. Elias Pettersson's one of them. He scores in the first five minutes of the game. So, Well, guess what? Guess what's going to happen? Getting right, watch this. It, How good. far behind are we? Holy crap. Um, yeah, very. Well, the person who uh, – the part, both of these guys. So, Johnny lives there yes, or close to there. He he is like right there, <laughs> and then Mike Mike Twitter's watching it, and, and like I'm like totally behind. He's like forty seconds ago, Johnny was like, "Sisson's tied it." <laughs> so it's like, That's why you go blo- to the net right there. Predemption says I am blowing Rich's mind, aren't I? Yeah, this is funny. It's so cool. Exactly why you always go to the net because of goals yep. like that. Yeah, there you go. The yeah, and, and you know I've uh, that that's kind of how this Preds team has to score. I mean, they're not going to be the flashy scoring team. We've known that all year. Now they've gotten younger. They've got some more offensively skilled players now with these younger kids that are playing. But they're still a team that has to drive the net create rebounds, create chaos in front of the goaltender, win those puck battles. That's how it's going to work. Colton Sissons, man, he's he's been the stoic veteran leader of this team lately. He's got an A now. Yep. And he deserves <clears throat> well, a, a very well-deserved A. Yep. All right, as we continue to watch, all right, the Canucks are going to the penalty box. Preds are going to the power play. We just mentioned that the Preds have one of the hottest power plays in the league. Since February, since mid February, so let's see what Last they do week. here. <laughs> hey, it so was still a cool stat, all right? Don't steal, don't steal my joy. Um, no, but let's see what Tyson, let's see what Tyson Berry does out here. I mean, I really want to see how he changes this power play. I know that everyone's saying, "Oh, well, it's easy to be good on the power play when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidle." I get that. But I still want to see what he can do because he, the dude zips around, man. He's fast. Tyson Berry, noted geographer. <laughs> yeah, o- Oklahoma borders <laughs> Tennessee, guys. All right, Texas. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I like what they're doing here on the power play early on. They're, they got zone time. They're setting up. Yossi's quarterbacking it. Hmm. There, there's no reason in this game that the Predators shouldn't be able to score four or five goals. 
Yep. And that's not that's not just because of the goaltender they're up against. That's no disrespect to the goaltender. I'm just saying they should be able to do that. You should be able to do it. You should be able mm-hmm. to make to get four or five goals in this game. Johnny says that Colton Sissons is from Vancouver. So it's a home hometown. Nice crowd little nugget. Him. All right, gentlemen. Uh, so Fibro let's uh, as well. And so is uh Johansson. Who who'd you say? Fabro and Johansson. Oh, Fabro is too. All right. We got Tyson Berry bringing the puck up the ice now on the power play. We got about 30 seconds left on it. They're trying to get some zone time. They're trying to get set up. You know, here's another thing. With all these new players, even the players who are prospects and been in the system for a while and maybe have played on this within this system for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got so many guys trying to get used to playing with each other right now. Yeah. That's and true. I know that a lot of them did play with each other at Milwaukee. I get that. But it's going to take some time for everyone to get on the same page here. You reshuffled the deck completely. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at the the lines that we talked about earlier, man. It's like crazy. Yeah. You'd have told me at the beginning of the season that's what it would look like now. I would have been like, "You're crazy." You're it makes crazy it fun me. to watch, though, and I think that's why the yeah. fan base is so energized right now. Is they're seeing all these new players in the lineup, and they it feels like a f- breath of fresh air right now. Uh, yeah. Even though, even though some of these players aren't the most talented, they're not the most decorated. It, yeah, it's like a breath of it's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, but you got your. You know, Parsonen and Tomasino and Novak and Glass has obviously been up there a long time, but everybody's been wanting those young guys to play, and that's what they're finally getting to see. And I think that's that's why everybody's excited. Ooh, bad turnover <clears throat> there by the Preds. All right, as we continue to do this, we're about to really discuss and break down the path to the playoffs for the Predators. Do we think they can actually pull it off? Because it's still possible, of course. We're going to we're going to continue to break down the trade deadline recap, talk about some of these players that came in. Also, we got some NHL quick hitters to talk about. NHL expansion is back on on the talking points here with Houston and Atlanta being brought up as two possible cities. Are we really going to bring back the Atlanta Thrashers? What about Louisville? The Thrashers? <laughs> the Thrashers, so, yeah. I wonder if they'll go with that name. They better. That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, so you got Houston and Atlanta being brought up. We are going to also update our Stanley Cup final predictions, see if we're going to move it all on our original predictions. We've done this a couple Absolutely. times this year. And if, you see don't, if, we're gonna... if we don't all pick the same one, there's something very wrong with all of us. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Let's see. No, all right. Gonna... Yeah. We'll talk about before it. we do that, before we continue to watch this game here, let me tell you about DraftKings. DraftKings is the official sponsor of the Hockey Podcast Network and Catfish on Ice Podcast. Follow them at HockeyPodNet. So many amazing podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network to follow. One if, you're a fan of, if you're a fan of multiple teams, you got multiple podcasts you should be listening to. And DraftKings is the sponsor of the network with promo code THPN. Also, I know we got multiple sports fans out there who don't just watch hockey. They're into all the sports. 
And also, the NBA season right now is heating up as well. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Right now, if you are an NBA fan and also a hockey fan, you're like in overload mode right now. Oh, you got yeah. so much to fight. Because the seasons run like parallel to each other. So both, both leagues are like gunning for the playoffs. So if you've got an NBA team that's in the playoff hunt, and let's say you're a Predators fan as well, you got a lot to, to deal with right now. Oh, yeah. Both le- both leagues are getting ready to go into the playoffs. Plus, you got March Madness as well going on, which I would not call myself a college basketball expert, but I love March Madness. I love picking the brackets and just seeing how I do. So uh, that's coming up as well. So there's tons of sports going on right now is what we're trying to tell you. And DraftKings nice. Sportsbook is the place to be for that. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes below for details. If you have a gambling problem and have and need gambling, assistance we have phone numbers you can call and places you can get support on that all right we are about halfway through the first period it's one-to-one between the predators and the canucks the preds have only given up two shots on goal to the canucks so far unfortunately one of those ended up <laughs> as, an L- as an elias as an elias petterson goal which was a snipe in every that's what he does. Every definition of the term, it was a snipe. That's how he rolls. That is how he rolls. All right, guys, let's 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 really talk about the path to the playoffs. Let's look at the schedule here. I put out a tweet today. I want to see if you guys agree with me on this. I went out and I looked at their remaining schedule, including this game tonight. They got 22 games left. All right, and they're six points out. So easily you can make that up, especially when you look at the games in hand that they have over all the teams ahead of them in the standings. Here's how I broke it down, and this is nothing scientific about this. You can totally disagree with me on this. This is just how I feel about it. Out of the 22 games remaining, including tonight's game, I pegged five that should be wins, like locks, like you should win these games. Vancouver, which is who we're playing right now, Anaheim, Chicago, Arizona, and St. Louis. Before I get to the other games, do you agree with me, guys, that those should be five wins? Should. Should. But will they? That's the <laughs> Will they? Well, let's see. The Canucks, the Canucks are two out of three tonight. They just went ahead two to one. What is going on with this? I don't know. Don't like it though. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, with 
the structure of the team now, I think every game is going to be a battle uh, for them, no matter who it is. Some battles will be bigger than others, but um, yeah, I just don't think it matters. Okay, so th- this this past Canucks goal they just scored, there were like six guys between Soros and the yeah, puck. Like, there was team. no way. Yeah, he, like, he was so screened that he had no hope of that one. I mean, what a weird goal. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the Canucks. That was a great team goal from the Canucks. They they made like five or six passes to get to the the to the guy who made, who shot the puck. So that was great passing and structure by the Canucks in their zone. But you're, you're talking about screening like five or six guys in front of yep. Soros. It also hit the so, bar and went in. So the Predators are down two to one right now. On three shots. Not looking good. No. A lot of a lot but, of hockey left though. A lot of hockey. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. But like I said though, I think just they're all every game's gonna be a battle that they're gonna have to overcome. There's no, none of them are gonna ever I mean none of them are easy to begin with, but um the ones they should win, they still have to, you know, um get the job done. Another turnover in the zone, but luckily McDonough has a poke check that stops the stops the shot. But yeah, the Preds look discombobulated right now. They do they're having trouble breaking out of the zone. They're having trouble setting up. We see this almost every game. They go through mm-hmm. these uh, spats where yep. they just can't get set up. They can't get organized. And unfortunately, right now, they're kind of dealing with that. So they got to yeah. weather the storm. There's a lot of hockey left. But, yeah, the still Canucks are kind of – the Canucks are the Canucks are putting it to them. So yeah. I still, I'm still going to hold to it, including this game. I said there were five should-be wins left on their schedule. I said there were five toss-ups. Detroit, okay. Winnipeg. They played Winnipeg twice. So I counted that as, as, as two matchups against Winnipeg. I counted as a toss-up. Calgary, who the Preds have jumped ahead in the standings. Yeah. And I'll count the Pittsburgh game, the Pittsburgh rematch. I'll count as a toss-up. Pittsburgh's fighting to <laughs> stay where they're at. The so, East is so rough. Isn't it? It is. I mean, where is Pittsburgh? The other 12 games outside of those outside of those 10. I got the Preds as underdogs, if not heavy underdogs, in all of those games. Yeah, you're about you're about to get through the soft part of your schedule here, and it's going to yep. be every matchup is going to be a team that you're probably the heavy underdog in. Yeah, and I think um, I think that's why a lot of people don't have faith, and I think that's why the odds are so low. Mm-hmm. When in terms of the Preds making the playoffs, is when you look at their remaining schedule. I know it seems kind of soft. The math doesn't add up. They're going to have to pull off a lot of upsets mm-hmm. down the stretch. Yeah, it's and the yeah the the end of the end of March turns ugly. Um, Seattle's playing really well. They have to play them twice. Buffalo, Toronto, Boston. I mean, yeah, those will those will be. Big, huge upsets if they can beat those guys for sure. Pittsburgh, even Pittsburgh's in second wild card spot in the East, and they're only up by like three points. So they're going to be 
all guns blazing, I'm sure. And Malkin's probably going to go try to murder Evangelista. <laughs> hurt Evangelista. Because <laughs> he's that, he's that type of player. <clears throat> and, and, you know, Evangelista, he's got a target on him because he's a rookie and he's undersized. Mm-hmm. These veterans, they're going to come after him. That's what they do. It's a rite of passage. When you're a rookie, an NHL rookie, especially an undersized NHL rookie, yeah. you got a target on your back. You do. So I think he's handled it very well in his first few games, uh, Evangelista. He's, he's handled it very well. He plays with confidence. He's yeah. going to be fine. But it's good. translating that to the NHL is going to take some time. It's not going to happen mm-hmm. overnight, even with all of his talent. Yep. He has done well, though. He's fun to watch for sure. And then if you look so, at – So, a lot, I want to say something. So, a lot of people are saying they don't even want the Predators to make the playoffs because of draft positioning and – oh, we're just going to get roasted in the first round anyway, and I don't want to see that. But it's like, don't you always want to see your team win? That's just, I'm old. Maybe I'm just old school. Maybe no, I'm the in the minority here. Maybe <laughs> I'm the one that's in the wrong here. But I always want to see my team win. I don't, I'm not, I, 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 I'm a big fan of what they've done this year in the trade. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. All four of the trades they made, I am a huge fan. I think that on paper, on the onset, it looks like a win for the organization. Obviously, you can't say for sure who won a trade until years and years down the road. But on the forefront, all four of the major trades they made look really good for the organization. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I still want to see this team win. I still want to see them make the playoffs. I think it would be a super cool story to see – a, t- a team full of young players who are getting all this playing time to get a playoff series. Yep. Does that mean I think they're going to win a Stanley Cup <sighs> and go deep, or not, maybe not? You know, they might have to play, you know, Dallas in the first round or or Vegas or one of those teams, and they they might have to deal with another sweep just like last year. That might happen, but I don't care. I still want to see this franchise make the playoffs. It's still. Still want to see him win. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a really, really cool story. It would, and you get some experience, playoff experience for the young guys, which would be good. Um, yeah, I don't ever – I'm always in favor of of them winning no matter what. And, um, yeah, even if you do finish lower, you're still not guaranteed that spot. That number one, there's a chance. Well, even outside the – well, but, you know, even outside of the number one, to play devil's advocate on that, the draft class looks really, really strong this year. It's does. not just it's not just Connor Bedard here. Yeah. the 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 whole top part of the draft class looks really, really mm-hmm. good. So if you're picking in the top ten of the draft, odds are you're going to get yourself a really, really good, yeah, um, offensive prospect. Uh, almost all of the top part of your draft class this year are wingers or centers. Mm-hmm. Like, no defensemen. No defensemen. It's yeah. all wingers and, and, and centers. So, I get that line of thinking. You don't want to, like, ruin your draft position. But as a fan, I'm always going to want to see my team win. I don't care. Yeah. I just That's just how I'm wired. No matter what. Here's my thought on that. It's 
I think none of us wanted to watch them either spin picks of prospects to run it back with the same old core yet again. No. And yep. I think that was I think that was Rectified. really the big problem everybody had with going into the trade deadline. It's like, oh, we're gonna stand pat. We're gonna make the first round. It's gonna be the same story with the same players over and over again and nothing ever changes. And now we have this ragtag little group of AHL players and acquisitions from trading off our better players. And it's kind of like, screw it. Yep. If they if they can make the playoffs, awesome. Then we'll yep. cheer for them when they're in the playoffs. But if they miss the playoffs, it's not the end of the world. It's yep. like a big burden of stress off the fan base as well. Yeah, I so, totally agree with that. Yeah. You're playing yeah. with house money. You yeah. really are. For sure. That was such a close <laughs> chance. Evangelista almost scored, got his first NHL goal. Oh, he got his first goal, didn't he? No, he got his first point. He got an assist. Oh, I thought he got a goal. Uh, man, so he, close. Almost, he almost scored against Chicago as well. He had an open net. He had an open no, net against right. Chicago, and he, he pushed it wide. Yep. He's had he by my count I could be off but by my count he's had at least two really close chances to get his first goal. He yeah, is exactly. all over the net. He's all over the net. It's only a matter of time. Like he yeah. he looks just as comfortable as Tomasino looked when he first ca- got called up last mm-hmm. year. He's like, he's really I, impressing me. He, he Yeah, I he looks fine. I was expecting totally him fine. to struggle a lot more just on size. It's, mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's the physical aspect of the game is is what he's going to have to continue to get used to. I saw it a little bit in person when I was at the Florida Panthers game. Um, just in person, being up close, you could see that he is very undersized, and he was getting pushed around a little bit. But what I love to see, and what I saw in the Chicago game as well, is he doesn't back down. He does not back down. He's very aggressive in his skating. He's got some really good puck skills. I saw that very clearly. He's going to be fine. He's got so many good traits already at this early stage in his development that now it just all has to round out. And it will. Over time, it will. I know there's a lot of, like, Preds fans out there who are not optimistic at all that are probably worried that John Hines is going to – ruin him or the predator system the predator's curse of not being able to develop forwards is going to curse uh evangelista like they did uh tolvanen or tomasino if they curse we don't say his name around here chad we're not we're not ready yet don't bring up Uh, that well i see that name more on twitter than i do anything else in regards to the predators so you would think he was still on the team as many as much as i see it but um that's just that's just being the pessimistic person here. So, um, I think Evangelist is going to be fine, though. He looks fine. Yep. You're going to have to <clears throat> time. He's he's feisty. We got a delayed penalty coming up here on the Predators, so we'll see. They're still down two to one, and they're having a hard time getting the puck back. They're scrambling, man. They're in scramble mode, bad right now. Handle the, but you know that. 
The Canucks, man, they're 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 a lot like the Coyotes, just because they're so yeah. far back in the standings, man. They're not yeah. a lame duck team. Yeah, they're not going. They're not going to look down for anybody. I mean, that was a pretty impressive win over the uh, Maple Leafs in their last game. So they're an odd team. They're they can, they're going to play mm-hmm. spoiler down the stretch for sure. The Canucks are one of those teams that's going to play spoiler down the stretch. They only lost by one goal to Minnesota before they beat Toronto in their last game. They beat Dallas five to four. I mean, come on, yeah. guys. Don't let the standings fool you here. Uh, Cal Foot takes the penalty, it looks like here. Yeah, for cross-checking. I guess. <laughs> kind of a weak – yeah, kind of a weak call. That's weak. Very weak. Oh, my gosh. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know about Ooh, that. Van- <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Vancouver's, a t- Vancouver's a top 10 power play. You know, it's so weird that Vancouver is so far back in the standings. Like, they're yeah. one of those teams that you just feel like they should be way better. Yep. They're such a disappointment. Like, if if you're a Canucks fan right now, you are so disappointed in how this season has gone. Yeah. Maybe more so than any other fan base in the league. I mean, can you, can you guys find another team in the league where their fan base would be more – disappointed in how this season has gone based on expectations. I don't know if I can find a team other than the Canucks. Yeah, that's probably the one of the main maybe the I mean maybe the Islanders, but they still have a chance to make the playoffs. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. St. Louis. Maybe St. Louis, maybe St. Louis. You can make an argument for St. Louis. Yeah. They're they're not good either uh, for some reason. Get rid of all their good guys, man. That's what happens. Oh, here we go. Broken stick. Oh, shorty. Can we do it? Nope. No. Close, though. Trennan is always on shorty watch. He is always on the shorthanded goal watch. It's so I mentioned- not, he enjoys that. Early, I believe. Yeah, well, he's got yeah. such a big body. He doesn't have the, He doesn't have a ton of speed. That's but what I was going He's got. He's like a bowling ball, man. It's just like try to sure stop. Is. You know. So I was. I mentioned this in the pregame. I was. Re- I've been really interested to see what is this Preds penalty kill going to look like after losing, after trading away so many key parts to the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. You know, when you trade away Matias Ekholm, Tanner Janot, Nino Niederreiter, and who am I leaving out? Oh, Mikael Granlin. Yeah, I keep get, leaving one out. All four of those guys. All four of those guys played significant penalty kill minutes. So now you're seeing Mark Jankowski out there tonight. He's been playing some big PK minutes. Yakov Trennan is a Mm -hmm. big part of the PK. He was already a big part of the PK. But his minutes are growing. Cole Smith, you know, is out there doing his thing. So it's tough, man. But they they did a good job on that penalty kill. And now we are at the first intermission, the Preds trail two to one on that. Let's, let, let's break down the trade deadline a little bit more. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to ask you first, what was the, what was the most significant move in your opinion? Like as far as the overall outlook of this franchise, what was the biggest trade or that you think is going to make the biggest long-term impact on this, on this team? 
Well, I mean, you got to look at the Geno trade because Tampa essentially gave you an entire draft class for Tanner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm a dyed in the wool Tanner Geno fan. And I even say it was a bit excessive. That was a lot for Tanner. I will agree 100% with what you said, and I was really shocked that they <clears throat> gave up Tampa what they gave up for Tampa fans who, were losing it. Yeah, for a player who, let's be honest, hasn't had a great season, even though the whole team's struggling, he's not been great. He had a great great season last year, but, man, that's a huge haul for, for – Tampa, Tampa fans were losing their mind over it. They didn't understand it. I would, too. It. I don't blame them. I would. I would yeah. Not it. not not as bad as Pittsburgh Penguins fans were losing their minds over yeah. over the Mikael Granlin. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I, I I know it seems petty, but it's all in good fun. But sometimes yeah. I like to see what other fans are saying of other teams <laughs> when when this kind of stuff happens. And so they straight up I'm malfunctioned. Tr- I'm not trying to be mean here. I like Mikael Granlund. He was a he was a class act. He he was great on the penalty kill. He did some good things here. He wasn't a complete bust, but I he was the number one player that I wanted the Predators to trade through all of this. He was and he was the one that I was seriously starting to doubt that they would be able to find a trade partner for. I just didn't see it. I didn't think they'd be able to find anybody. I really didn't. I yeah. thought, you know what? We're stuck with him for now. We'll ride with it, even though it's not matching. I don't see a team out there that's going to give the Predators what they really want to, to deal in. You get a second-round pick out of Granlund? Anything you got for <laughs> I mean, you know, Peter Rider? Yeah, who I think is a better player. Their yeah. fans were losing their collective minds over it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'll take and a second round pick. Second all day. round picks can't be anything. Look at Luke Evangelista. That's yep. even if you don't use the pick. Even if you don't use the pick, you can use it as draft capital. Yep. In some shape or fashion, you can yep. you can use it to trade up. It's in this year's draft though, so yeah, for sure. So. Let's look at the 2023 draft right now as it stands. Now, likely they're not going to use all of these picks. Most likely they're going to deal some of these picks away at some point. But you got two in the first round, two in the second round, three in the third round, three in the fourth round, two in the fifth round, one in the sixth round. Yeah. They traded away a seventh round pick for... Rasmus Asplund, which we'll see how that works out from Buffalo. I don't. I didn't hate that move, honestly. I didn't see it coming, mm-hmm. but I didn't yeah. hate it. I didn't I hate it. It's a seventh round pick, you're acquiring a forward. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. And he's playing. And he's playing. He's <clears throat> he's giving you minutes right now, so I didn't mind that at all. They've got a boatload of draft picks. They've got three second-round picks in 2024 right now. Yeah. Five five second-round draft picks in the next two drafts. So, I think they I, I think they accomplished exactly what they set out to do and I think 
kudos to him. I, I mean, Poyle and obviously Barry Trotz had some say in it. I think he, he did what he needed to do, and, and they got a good return for what they gave up. And to get Tyson Barry back, get him back from a, you know, that, that was huge. I think that's another huge one right there. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, so that that's actually the most impactful trade that I think came out of all this was the, the Matias Ek- yep. was the me was the Matias Ekholm trade just because I think Tyson Berry is a very much you don't know what he's going to be for the long term future. Yeah, I feel like he could go one of two ways. He could end up sticking around here, you know, or he could end up being a trade piece in the future. Either way, it benefits the franchise. It benef- it, it can end up being a good thing out of this mm-hmm. Ekholm trade to justify to just you have to have a lot to justify trading away a Matias Ekholm. Yeah, for sure. And I um, truly feel that the Predators did what they had to do to justify trading away Matias Ekholm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, for such a a good player to get what they got back from him is, is the good. Oilers the the Oilers took the took the risk in this trade, not the Predators. Yep. <laughs> the Oilers, because they took on the term. Mm-hmm. They're they're banking on Matias Ekholm being a key part of their Stanley Cup run this season and maybe next season. Maybe. Yep. I don't I, I hope Matias Ekholm can play forever. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. But you're basically banking on getting two good years out of him. That's, to, that's, to push you towards the Stanley Cup. The Predators, they don't have to hold on to Tyson Berry. They can use him in a trade yeah. next season if they have to, if they feel the need. Yeah. Or Tyson Berry can work out and be a really big key part of this team to the point where they're like, oh, we'll keep this guy. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you got an extra year of age on Ekholm. Uh, Barry's only 31. Um, you know. If he still keeps up his level of play, I mean, I wouldn't mind him hanging around for a while. <clears throat> wouldn't hurt my feelings any, for sure. And then there's you get, a lot you get worse a, options. Yes, there and are. And you get a you get the prospect Reed Schaefer, which you know the ceiling on him is pretty low. The buzz on him is pretty low. So we'll see yeah. if he can develop, be a piece for Milwaukee, maybe. They can work their magic in in Milwaukee to develop him and see what he comes of that. But anytime you can get a prospect like that on top of Tyson Berry, on top of the draft picks, it was very justified that you traded away Matisse at home for that. Very justified. Yep. We've seen it coming for a few years. Yeah, poor Matias. I felt so bad for him. Every trade, so awkward. Did y'all see? He was he he still had the Predators bag over his shoulder when he Mm -hmm. came in. I saw that. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a new a a kid who had to transfer to a new school where he has (laughs) no friends, like a poor kid who went to this one school his whole life had all these friends, and then his parents moved out of the zone, and he had to go to a new high school. It's first day at his new school, 
and he has to make all these new friends and he walks into his first day of school not knowing anybody. I I felt like so that. bad for Matias. I mean, he still had his he still had his uh Preds bag on his on his uh yeah. shoulder. I was just like, no, Matias. It's like the rich kid in the Mighty Ducks. Uh, that's what I was about to say. It's Banks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It was, hey, it, the more awkward introductory between Barry and Eckholm, it was Barry by far. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are like, I've known Matthias Eckholm for. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Who are you, Tyson? <laughs> You've got two first names. I don't like you. That's right. Don't trust anybody you're, with two first names. You're no Matias. Yeah, for sure. That's hilarious. <laughs> Not even right. Not even fair. But um, so watching the playoffs is going to be interesting. Watching former Preds play. Oh no, mm-hmm. they're going to be scattered all across the playoff landscape just from this season alone. Yep. I'm about to bring up the T word. I'm sorry, guys, but I have to. Tolvanen on Seattle. Niederreiter on Winnipeg, I guess. Has he even played a game for them yet? Winni- uh, Niederreiter? Yeah. Did he Did he make his debut yet? Pretty sure. So. Ekholm is going to be playing for Edmonton. Janot's going to be playing for Tampa. We'll see if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. I'm not sure about that one. But either way. Let's say the Preds don't make the playoffs, guys. Are you going to hitch your wagon to one of these teams that, that these traded away players went to? There's only one other team I'm hitching my wagon to, boys. <laughs> right, I mean, that's that the one. most successful wagon. If, if there All ever right. was but, a wagon. But to be, fair, to be fair, Rich is not a bandwagon jumper. He's been supporting Boston for a while. So I'll, I'll, I got but your not, back on that one, Rich. But not, You're but not, not a bandwagon more than the Predators. Jumper. Our good friend Liz. What's up, Liz? Liz says Nino's first game as a Jet was earlier tonight. He scored. Wow, that's crazy that it was just tonight. All right, so everyone who's updating us every day on how good Ellie Tolvanen is can now start (laughs) giving us daily Nino Niederreiter updates. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm just – I'm glad Nino was here – um, that he got to play the games in Switzerland. He got to have that oh, yeah. with his family. So I have, I'll, I'll support Nino. Uh, he seems like a great dude. So no, no problems with Nino. I'm going to pull for Seattle. Um, but can we talk for a second about what the crap Pittsburgh is doing? Pittsburgh is doing what everybody was afraid Nashville was going to do. Yeah. They're grasping at straws for a core that is no longer good enough to win a cup. Yeah, for sure. They're hanging, they're, 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 they're hanging on to that Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Yep. They're, they're hanging on to that core as, as long as they can. <clears throat> they're clearly not a cup contending team. Not mm-hmm. in the East. No, the East. If they somehow sliver in, that's a really good point you make, Kyle. Because if mm-hmm. they somehow sliver into the point into the playoffs in the East, they're going to. They land. are. They're kind of in a weird way the Preds of the East last year. Like as far as a team that, yeah, good job. Here's a cookie. You made the playoffs. 
you're gonna yeah. get you're gonna get reamed by whoever you play in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs because the East is so stacked, it's ridiculous. Like it's, it's I can't even get over how crazy the East is. Yeah. It's uh there's gonna every team that loses in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs is going to be a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. Yep. As it as it stands right now, Pittsburgh would play Carolina. Is that right? Car- no, Carolina at minimum. Carolina would win that in five at minimum. Maybe sweep them, or it might be Boston. It's probably Boston. It would Boston be Boston. Would, Boston would sweep Pittsburgh. <clears throat> yeah, it would be I Boston. might. I, I'll give Pittsburgh one game in any series just because they still got the veteran. They still got. They still got Crosby. They still got the guys. Tristan Jerry can sometimes steal you a game. I'll give yep. them one game, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They have no business being in the playoffs. I want to see Buffalo <clears throat> in the playoffs over Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think Buffalo's got a better chance. Buffalo's way more fun to watch. Buffalo's yeah. got a fighter's chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Give me Buffalo to sneak in in the East over Pittsburgh any day. I'm not even trying to sound biased here. Yeah. Right now, your two wild card teams in the East are the Islanders and the Penguins. The Islanders have really resurrected their season. They were yeah, way sure. down there. Yeah, they were that's, way that's down there. Weird. Um, yeah, that's really strange. Look at were... this. You got. Look at this, guys. It's going to be fun to watch this race for the wild card in the East. You got four teams tied at sixty-eight points to get into the wild card behind yeah. Pittsburgh. Ottawa, yep. Buffalo, Florida, Washington. And De- Detroit's only six points back. Yeah. So the, e- <laughs> and the East and is. Detroit's not a pushover. So. No. no, they're not no, a pushover. So the East is going to be really fun to watch. The East, we're going to have to keep our eye on the East. Whereas the West, it, it's kind of starting to take shape here. Really, Nashville and Calgary mm-hmm. are the last two teams that have a thread. Yeah. Other than that, your playoff teams are set in the West. With the yep. exception of Calgary and Nashville just clinging on. I said earlier that Nashville jumped ahead of Calgary, <laughs> but Calgary jumped back ahead by a point. I guess, did Calgary play tonight? Yeah. Calgary beat Dallas in regulation tonight. Wow. Yeah, Johnny said earlier they scored with .7 seconds left or something. Wow, Crazy. okay. <clears throat> oh. 5-4 regulation loss for Dallas. New member of the Dallas Stars, Max Domi, scored. Oh, there you go. He left uh, Chicago. He was another late-season pickup for my uh, fantasy hockey team that ended up getting benched. Remember, Rich, you were you were upset about all your players getting benched for the mm-hmm. trade deadline? Oh, you had it ended up It burned me against uh, Kyle in the championship mm-hmm. round because Domi didn't play all week because yep. of that. Yeah, I had like three guys in that boat. Did not Let's like see, it. The sh- Sharks beat the Jets in overtime, so that's good for the Predators. Mm-hmm. If you're scoreboard watching, I think Oilers beat the, that too. Oilers beat the Sabers. Blackhawks are beating the Senators five nothing. That's pretty surprising. What in the world? You know, just yeah, I know. Whooping up on them. The Sens aren't supposed to be rebuilding anymore, too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They were actually buying at the deadline. Yep. So the Jets get an overtime point, so they jump back into third place and knock Colorado back to the final wild card spot. But 
Colorado has three games in hand over Winnipeg. Nashville, including tonight, has four games in hand on Winnipeg. So Winnipeg's kind of in trouble right now. They're the team that's really like treading water. If anyone's going to fall yeah. out of it, it's going to be Winnipeg at this point. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. We are going to round out with some right. NHL quick hitters. NHL quick hitters. Did you guys see the article about NHL expansion? I did. So weird. Uh, so strange. <laughs> like, I, they don't even – like, the NHL doesn't even know who's going to be they're doing their games for regional sports. And they're like, there's talk of it expanding the league. <laughs> but yeah, you got like you got like the regional sports networks going br- bankrupt, and you're yeah. like trying to you're trying to scramble to figure out how normal fans yeah. are going to get to watch your product. Yeah, let's introduce a whole other two other teams. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. So there's nothing set in stone here. Like no one's confirmed. Like for sure, this is happening, but. But basically, what they're saying is some prominent figures in the media are hinting that two new expansion teams are coming to the coming to the hockey to the to the NHL and Houston's always been brought up as the next expansion site cuz it's such a big market and you could you could have a natural rivalry with the Dallas Stars uh, but I don't like it. I've never liked Houston as an expansion site. Yeah, it seems weird. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm I think you're oversaturating the market at that point. Yeah, I've, like I've, yeah. two teams That's, in Texas, two teams in Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't yeah. like it. I mean, I could be wrong, I, but playing devil's advocate, they could always say well, we've got two teams in Alberta. But it's yeah. it's Canada, though, man. They they live and eat and breathe hockey. I know, I know. I'm just I'm telling you what the <laughs> counter argument's going to be. And, and you're wearing those glasses, and you look way smarter than me tonight. With those I'm studious. Studious. <laughs> You're studious. Studious cop. Studious I would. Studio. You know, Why can't I, they put a team back in Hartford? That's what I don't understand. I think well, they should put sense. a team. I would like Hartford. I think that it would be really cool to see another team go in Canada. Another expansion team in Canada would be cool. Yeah. I mean, they should put a team in Chicago. Oh. 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 So what about, <laughs> what about bringing back the Atlanta Thrashers? I don't like it. I don't mm. know. I'd rather, I'd rather, because that's the other I, expansion site they're talking about here in this article. I would rather it be Hartford and Carolina be cool and let them use the whale. But that's just my opinion. I mean, how long were the Thrashers around? Chris so, Mason played for them. Yeah. So Kevin, we- Kevin Weeks, NHL insider, who always shares his breaking news with these random backgrounds and behind him. It's, I love it. I, I love it when he shares his. Uh, yeah. He's basically second only to Elliot Friedman when it comes to breaking news in the NHL. Like the dude's always on top of everything. But Kevin Weeks uh, is hinting at at the case when he tweeted out a pair of emojis that indicated that his lips were sealed when it comes to the topic of Houston and Atlanta as the league's new expansion locations. <laughs> he even shared uh, the Houston Arrows logo. Houston Arrows. An arrow, like a, Looks yeah, like an arrow, aeroplane. Like an aeroplane, Air, yeah. Aeroplane. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's a, 
So, so what? What's the? It'd be like what? Five years or something like that, or longer? Yeah, but yeah. So John Butchie Gross, the NHL analyst legend with ESPN, said Houston will also get an NHL team next time around with Atlanta. Was what he tweeted. Mm. Just just a couple days ago. Yeah, it said something about um, there's ownership in place, but the NHL is not in on it yet or something. So I guess if you did that, how would you do the conferences? Because they're both kind of like leaning. They're even the right West. now. That's... Yeah. They're going to so uneven uh, it again. I mean, well, who would you put in the in the East and who would you put in the West out of those two? You'd have to put Atlanta in the East, so Houston would be the West, I guess. Uh, so you would have – I mean, you get the natural rivalry rivalry between Houston and Dallas, which I have to admit would be fun because those two cities – hate each other in sports. I've got friends from both cities, and they have confirmed it to me. That is a very bitter rivalry between people from Houston and people from Dallas. They do not like each other. The only thing they share is that they're both Texans. Other than that, they do not like each other at all. Maybe that's what they're counting on. So it, it would be a fun rivalry right out the rip that you could market for the league. Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, bringing the NHL to Atlanta again, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it didn't work out once. Why would you want to <laughs> tempt fate again? It seems like All it right. would be like putting a hockey team in Louisville. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like... It seems like a little bit wouldn't work. I, I out. would give a chance for it working out in Louisville before Atlanta. Yeah, personally. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Louisville's sure. got a world class arena at least. Yeah, just sitting there. <laughs> All right, we're in the se- we're in the second period here. Three minutes in, Preds continue to trail two to one. We're about to round out episode 176 here. We'll continue to watch the game with you guys on Twitter. So tweet at the show at Catfish Ice. Again, we're brought to you by DraftKings promo code THPN. Last topic of the night, NHL quick hitters here is we're going to re revisit our Stanley Cup final predictions one more time. And it's our final update of our predictions. Again, everybody, I had Canes beating the Avalanche in the Cup final. I still feel really, really good about my Canes prediction. I don't know about the abs though, man. I'm starting to feel a little I'm a little unsure yeah. about the abs. The Dallas Stars are pushing a hard bargain right now. Yeah, they uh, are. So I I'm, I'm going to while I have the opportunity, I'm still gonna stick with the Canes winning the Stanley Cup. I'm I mean, sticking with that pick. That was my original pick. I'm gonna stick with them. But I'm jumping ship on the Avalanche to represent the Western Conference. Jumping ship on them. I'm not going Dallas Stars either. I am going with the Seattle Kraken to lose to the Carolina Hurricanes. Stamp it. Book it. I can't change my prediction. It's done. (laughs) It's sealed away. I'm going to live and die with it. Canes beat the Kraken in six Stanley Cup final prediction. That's good. Sticking with right. it. I like it. So <clears throat> I know I had Toronto in the East 
And I really do not remember who I said in the West. Do you remember? We all took abs. Oh, yeah, I think everybody took the abs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch Ky- it up. Kyle Kyle took Rangers. That's right. Who did you and take, all, Rich, in the East? I took I said Toronto. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm jumping ship. It's gonna be Boston. And um I bet it's gonna be Boston and Dallas. And I'm gonna go Boston. But it'll probably take six or seven games. You're predicting Boston and six? Six or seven. Dallas is tough, man. Over Dallas. Okay. And then, Kyle, are you changing your original prediction or are you sticking with Rangers over Avs? <laughs> I cannot in good conscience cheer for the Rangers now because they have my least favorite player in the NHL. Uh, oh, yeah. They took Patrick Kane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just such a. D-bag. I mean, just <laughs> love it. I, I just yeah. Well, I can't he like came home. Guy. He came he home to New York. He wanted he wanted to go to New York so bad. Yeah. It always looks like he's smelling. Okay. Um, yeah. He, so change, he so right. change your so so take your Rangers pick out. You can change both I'll, teams if you want. We're we're getting a mulligan here. This is the whole point of this. We're getting mulligan. Boston. There you go. And Edmonton. Ooh, that'd and be a Boston fun. That'd in be five games. Boston, Boston in five. five. Yeah, over Edmonton. Yeah. Omar, I have to be on his. I have to be on his game for that one. All right, we, <clears throat> we got the we got a prediction right there. Canes over Kraken in six for me. Rich predicts Boston in six over Dallas. Kyle predicts Boston in five over Edmonton. We're all taking Easter Conference teams. So a, there I, you have it. When you look at when you look at the teams in the East, Carolina is the only one. The if if it came down to Boston and Carolina, that would be either one of them could win that legitimately. Carolina is good. <laughs> I mean, they are They're just cooking. they are uh, exactly they are cooking. Uh, uh, sign me up for a Carolina. Boston playoff series. Yeah. Sign me up for that. That's going to be a war. Absolutely. And I'm all for that. It'll be good. I have a quick hitter real quick. I don't know if y'all saw this. Do you remember the goaltender, uh, Casimir Cascasuo that played for the Predators? Oh, I know where you're going and it was amazing. Did you see what he, he got suspended for five games. He plays in the SHL, uh, over in Sweden. He chucked a water bottle at a referee and hit him oh in the back of the head. And the referee was past the blue line. And he just chucked a water bottle and hit him, and he got suspended for five games because of that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What organization is he with now? It's Lexand, L-E-K-S-A-N-D. But, like, is he is he associated with an NHL team? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is his final season playing with them, I think, so. All right, let's share a couple more comments before we get out of here. Once again, last update here. Preds are trailing 2-1 to one to the Canucks right now. Still a lot of time left. We haven't even reached the midway point of regulation yet. So we'll keep watching this game uh, uh, after the episode. But let's share a couple comments here on our predictions. 
Uh, Prediction says Kyle's prediction would be revenge for the 1990 Stanley Cup final. I think you're right for it. Edmonton Boston would be a storybook NHL Stanley Cup final. The NHL Gary Bettman would love that. Yeah, if you get if he if he oh, could get yeah. Edmonton Boston, he would love that. He would oh, eat that up. Justin Gambino, our good friend Justin, says Boston season is going too well. I really think they are the playoff upset. Okay, whatever, Justin. <laughs> Mike Twitter says get Ekholm back to the cup. I would. I never thought I would say I would cheer for Edmonton Oilers, <laughs> but, but Matthias Ekholm's made it a little bit easier. Out of all the people who you would want to see win, he would be probably the one for sure. Couple more comments here. Liz says that's a bold take. I like it. I'm assuming I don't know. I feel like my prediction is pretty bold to take Seattle. Seattle would be a fun story for the NHL too, though. Oh, they'd love that. Mm-hmm. They'd love that. They've got a lot of good storylines here. And then also, Liz says back to the expansion city topic austin is just crazy enough that i could see it working austin texas if you're gonna go a team in a city in in texas go with austin i agree austin's a lot like nashville and austin has an mls team and they are crazy for their mls team Mm -hmm. in soccer so yeah why would you yeah if you're trying to grow the sport go to austin texas before you go to houston i agree with that actually from liz Quebec City, I don't think would work because it's a French speaking city, and I mean overwhelmingly. Okay. But man, be Colorado be cool and let them have the Nordiques back. Oh, that'd be awesome. Old school. Liz says that was at you, Chad. Yeah, I think she was referring to my Seattle pick. Yeah, it's kind of a hot take. I might be wrong on that, mm-hmm. but we'll see. And then Max Greenberg to round out the episode. I kind of hate the Oilers too, but wouldn't mind them <laughs> winning this year because of Ekholm. That's exactly where I'm at with it. Yeah, for sure. I think we're all I think we're all in agreement with Max on that one. Thanks, Max, for jumping in here at the end of episode 176. Thanks, everyone. Brought to you by DraftKings. Yeah, thank you to everyone. We love y'all giving us so many great comments throughout the episode. Can't thank y'all enough. It's been a really fun episode. I'm gonna try my best to stay up till the end of this game. I'm not gonna make any promises, but I'm gonna try my best. Uh Last update here. Preds still trail two to one. We'll we'll catch up here. Oh, Roman Yossi. Oh, they just scored. No, they didn't. No. Wait till you guys see this. Oh, we got a scrum. Cole Smith is ripping a guy. What Dude. is going on? Oh yeah, he didn't. Uh oh. Oh, Yossi's got Cole, a Cole Smith and JT Miller just oh, my went gosh. at it. Cole Smith is pounding on that dude. Did you know wow. the dude you started guys... pounding on him? Yeah, and then yeah, but Cole S- Cole Smith got the first few shots. And then he got yeah. Hey, Cole Smith can throw the mitts. Yeah, I, I thought. So what got everyone all upset here? Let's see. It's, it's usually when he crashed into the goalie. That's what gets everyone upset. I think that might have been what it was. Let's see what happened real quick. So Trenton was. Jason. I don't know. No, it, 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 it all centered around Sissons. Holy crap. Cole Smith laid out some haymakers, guys. He sure did. Oh, golly. 
and then Miller got in some good shots and they fell down. That was that was uh that was not what you would call a formal drop the gloves type of fight. No. That was that was I'm really pissed off and we're just going to do this right now. <laughs> they did it. Crazy. Wow. All right. So, that's that that's note, a, Did y'all yeah, see the Yaroslav Askarov goalie fight? Oh yeah, how did oh, we leave yeah. that out? Yeah, we got to touch on that. That was amazing. That. that was good. That was good. Yeah. He's a he's a funny dude, man. I can't wait till he gets up here. He's gonna catch a lot of headlines. Yeah, hey guys, we might not be on. We're not gonna be probably be live when we see this, but I'm calling it right now. Fred's got a goal cooking here in the next five minutes. I'm calling it right now. There's Twelve minutes left. I'm calling it right now. Fred's are hunting. They're they're hunting for that next goal. They're starting to take some momentum here. That fight's gonna galvanize them. They're gonna score here pretty soon. But we'll have to wait and see after the episode if I'm right or not. We'll see. All right, it's been fun. Episode 176, Catfish and Ice. With Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. We appreciate y'all watching. Stay safe, everybody. Take care of one another. Be kind to one another. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.